0: To listen ad-free and to get a shout-out on the show, you can now upgrade to Koala Shine Plus via the link in the show notes. But before we get started on today's episode, I've got a quick word from our friends and trusted sponsors who help make our free stories possible. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionised over 20 million bedtimes with parents like you calling it life changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Koala Shine! Hey, Koala Kids! And welcome to our brand-new show, Koala Shine! I'm Kelly, and I'll be reading you daytime stories and giving you facts and ideas that will rock your world. Wow, isn't it a beautiful day today? The sun is shining, the sky is blue... Oh, wait! What's that? Where's the sun gone? It's gone all dark! Hello? Hello? Who turned out the lights? Lights. Oh, the sun's back. Hmm, it seems I just experienced a solar eclipse. In today's story, a koala named Coco experiences a solar eclipse whilst he's eating breakfast. Unfortunately for Coco, the sun doesn't come back. The world gets plunged into darkness, maybe forever. Without the sun, how is Coco going to find the eucalyptus leaves he needs to survive? You see, koalas need to eat a lot of eucalyptus leaves. They eat up to a third of their body weight in leaves every day. It's quite silly, really, as they aren't very nutritious. And that's why koalas feel sleepy a lot of the time. I know you're supposed to eat your greens, but that's just bananas. What do you think? Can Coco bring back the sunshine and save all of mankind? Oh, it's getting cold in here without the sun. Oh, let's find out. Right, strap on your jetpacks and let's head off to meet Coco. Don't forget your sunscreen. Off we go! It might only just be breakfast time. But already in the rolling blue sky above the eucalyptus forest, the sun is burning brightly. Coco is delighted. There's nothing he loves more than eating breakfast with his family while the sun beams down on them, warming their fur and tingling on their noses. Oh, here he is now with his mum and dad, chomping away on eucalyptus leaves. Coco takes another bite of a leaf. Mmm, delicious. Eucalyptus grows by the light of the sun, and then it fills up my big, hungry tum. (laughs) That's right, Coco's mum says, nodding happily and plucking a leaf of her own from the trunk of the tree. The sun feeds the eucalyptus, and the eucalyptus feeds us. That's a great circle of life. So if you think about it, adds Coco's dad, who has just finished off a particularly succulent-looking leaf, When you're eating eucalyptus, it's kind of like you're eating sunlight itself. Eating sunlight. What an unbelievably awesome idea. Coco takes another bite of a leaf and imagines a bright golden ball of sunshine tumbling down his throat and into his belly. He looks down. He can almost see it glowing through the patch of white fur on his front. Eucalyptus grows by the light of the sun. And now the sun's shining right there in my tum. So delighted is Coco by this magical thought that he's unaware at first when the strangest thing starts to happen. He's so busy munching merrily on his breakfast of sunshine that he doesn't notice that the sunshine is beginning to disappear. What's going on? Asks his dad. Is it night time already? It can't be says his mum. The sun's only just come up. Coco looks around him. Suddenly, it's got a little bit cold. And the eucalyptus forest, that only moments before was bathed in luscious light, is now dim, as though a dark cloth has been laid over it. His dad was right. It's as though night has descended. And yet, it's still daytime. Nervously, Coco and his parents look up into the sky, then cover their gasps with their paws. Up above, the sun is no longer yellow. It has turned into a black disc hanging in the sky. For a few minutes, Coco's parents are very worried. They've never seen anything like this before, not in all their lives. But then, as the cold creeps through the forest and the darkness grows even thicker, Coco has an idea, like a light bulb going on in his brain. Kusput the camel knows all about the sun and the stars, he says, and all the strange and distant things that go on up in the sky. I bet he'll know what's going on up there. I'll go and visit him and see if there's anything we can do. Coco's parents think this is a brilliant idea, And his mum gives him a great big hug. You're a brave boy, Coco. Courage will always see you through. This idea seems to soothe his parents. Great thinking, Coco. His mum cries, clapping her paws together. And so Coco climbs down the tree and sets off for the edge of the eucalyptus forest, where Cuthbert the camel had recently been grazing. Because of the darkness, he has to tread more carefully than usual taking care not to step on any sharp stones or fallen twigs hidden in the long shadows. But soon enough, he reaches the edge of the forest where he spots Cuthbert and gives him a friendly wave. Cuthbert, he says, the sun's turned black. Can you shed any light on why the world has gone so dark? The camel looks down at the little koala and blows a raspberry through his lips, which is what camels do when they believe they've been asked a silly question. My life's great passion is to study the skies. All that stargazing has made me terribly wise. Of course, I can tell you. Just read my lips. What's happening is called a solar eclipse. Every few years, the moon crosses the sun and cuts its light off from everyone. So you mean, Coco says, trying extremely hard to wrap his head around what Cuthbert has just told him. That what's happened is completely natural? Oh yes, Cuthbert replies. And this solar eclipse, Coco continues, it's happened before and it will happen again? Cuthbert nods his big sandy coloured head. Oh yes. So there's nothing to worry about and it will pass. Koko asks, hopefully. Oh, now Cuthbert shakes his head sadly. No, no. The hope, which had been trickling warm as sunlight itself through Koko's body, is extinguished. What do you mean, no? He asks. Cuthbert looks up miserably towards the sky. Well, you see, a solar eclipse is only meant to last a few seconds. But this one, well, it's lasted quite a bit longer than that. The frown that has etched itself on Coco's face clearly tells Cuthbert that he doesn't understand, because the camel explains further. The moon is meant to pass on, letting the light from the sun fall back onto the earth. But for some reason, it seems the moon has got stuck. Got stuck? Coco repeats incredulously. The camel nods. It's right, stuck rooted to its spot and can't move. And now there will be darkness forever. Cuthbert's prophecy sends chills all through Coco's little koala body. If it's possible, the sky gets even darker. He doesn't want to imagine a world in which there will never be any sunlight again. He thinks of his parents and all his koala friends and family who loves so much to feast on the eucalyptus leaves. If eucalyptus can't be fed by the light of the sun, then what will fill up my big hungry tum? And with that sad thought, Coco, who is a courageous and optimistic little koala, decides he will not let such a thing happen. Fueled by his fiery determination, Coco narrows his eyes at Cuspert and asks, Well, how do we stop it? Now it's Cuthbert's turn to look confused. Stop it, he asks. Stop what? The darkness, of course, says Coco. How do we get the moon unstuck? Well, Cuthbert sighs. He blows another raspberry, but not because he thinks the question is silly this time. He's just deep in thought. I don't know, he finally says. Well, what do you mean you don't know? Coco says, feeling a little frustrated. You're meant to be wise about everything that goes on in the skies. Oh, just because I know how it all works, says Cuthbert, doesn't mean I can do anything about it. You see, I'm only a camel. I don't have wings. And even if I did, I wouldn't be able to get up there. I can only observe the sun and moon and the stars from down here on Earth. If you wanted to do something about it, you need someone who... But there, Cuthbert stopped talking. A look of inspiration lit up his eyes. Aha, he cries. There's a thought. You'll have to ask Rocky the Space Cowboy. Who's that? Coco begins to ask. But Cuthbert says, You'll see. Follow me. And leads him along the edge of the forest tree line. Soon enough, they reach a little house and Cuspert taps on the door with his hoof. Rocky, he says, meet Coco. And Coco, this is Rocky the Space Cowboy. Before him stands one of the coolest creatures Coco has ever set his beady little eyes upon. Rocky is tall and powerfully built. He wears silver cowboy boots, silver chaps and a silver waistcoat with a spangly fringe. Attached to the belt at his waist is a golden coil of robe, a lasso. And on his head, instead of a normal cowboy hat, he wears an astronaut's helmet. All right, all right. Howdy, howdy howdy-do, he asks Coco with a big, bright smile. Though Coco is in awe of Rocky, he wastes no time in telling him the predicament they find themselves in, how the moon has got stuck during the eclipse. Oh, yeah. The space cowboy drools, looking skyward. I sure did notice that, too. So? Coco asks. Do you think you can help us? And with another dazzling smile, Rocky gives him a big thumbs up. I'm a space cowboy with a golden lasso. It's made for catching space cows and even planets, too. I'll spin it round my head and wrap it round the moon. And with a big tug, turn nighttime back to noon. Coco and Cuthbert, great big smiles spreading over their faces, agree that this sounds like a spectacular idea. Hold on a moment, Rocky says, holding up a finger. He returns into his house, and a few moments later returns wearing a jetpack on his back. Now, hop on. Coco feels a little bit frightened about the prospect of going into space, but he can also feel the electric tingles of excitement zip zapping through him. And swallowing his nerves, he climbs up onto the space cowboy's back. Hold on tight, cries Rocky. And then with a zing, a bang, and a whipping rush of air that makes all the hairs on Coco's body quiver and stand up, they are shooting up into the sky. Coco can see the eucalyptus forest, spreading like a green lake below them, before they burst through the atmosphere and into outer space. Rocky slows down and floats in the zero gravity, Coco still clinging to his back. He unhooks his golden lasso from his belt, holds it up around his head, then stops. Um, he mumbles. I might have forgot to mention, I'm not very good with a lasso. But you're a space cowboy, Coco says. You said you could lasso the moon. I know, I know, says Rocky, blushing through the glass screen of his astronaut's helmet. I was only trying to impress you. But the truth is, I'm no good. Look. To prove his point... Rocky spins his golden lasso around, tosses it through outer space and misses the moon by a mile. Glumness seeps thickly through Coco's stomach. He can't believe the space cowboy can't lasso the moon. What will happen to the eucalyptus forests if the sun no longer shines? Coco takes a brave breath and says, Try again, once more. Rocky swings his lasso around his head, tosses it forward, and misses again. The space cowboy looks despondent. I'm a failure, he whispers quietly to himself. And just then, Coco remembers his mum giving him that big, warm hug in the eucalyptus forest and telling him how brave he is. Coco, still on Rocky's back gives him a big squeeze. I know you can do it, he says encouragingly. Have courage, courage will see you through. But Rocky still looks pretty unsure of himself. I think he needs some extra words of encouragement. Can you help me? Come on, let's work together to cheer Rocky on. You can do it Rocky, say it with me. You can do it, Rocky! You can do it, Rocky! You can do it, Rocky! Look! It's working! Rocky's heard our words and his nerves have disappeared. He looks good and confident now. Nice work, team! So once more, buoyed up by a newfound hope from all those words of support, Rocky raises his lasso. He swings the golden, glinting whip around his head. One, two, three times, and he throws it. And Rocky and Coco both break out in cheers. The rope is tied around the moon like a golden belt around a silver belly. You did it, Coco cries. Together, he and Rocky give the lasso one big almighty tug. And after a moment, the moon gives way and starts to move grudgingly back into orbit. Bright golden sunlight leaks out from behind it as the sun comes back into view. You've saved the day! Coco tells Rocky. No, wait, more than that, you've saved the whole planet! And, even though it sounds like it should be impossible, the smile on Rocky's face beams brighter than the sun. When Coco and Rocky return to the eucalyptus forest, They find Coco's parents merrily chomping on another mound of green leaves. Oh, you're just in time for lunch, his father says happily. Coco smiled and said, Eucalyptus grows by the light of the sun, and then it fills up my big hungry tum. And that, I think, is where we'll leave Coco. Because watching him eat a big lunch with his family and new friend, Rocky, is making my stomach rumble with hunger. Hmm, I wonder what's for tea. Thank goodness for Rocky the Space Cowboy and his golden lasso. Not many people could lasso the moon, you know. What do you think the biggest thing you could lasso is? A pigeon? Your mum? An elephant? A double-decker bus? Personally, I was never that good at PE, so uh, I'll leave the world saving and moonless suing to you. Now, let's end with a joke. Do you know what time is cowboy time? It's 10 to 10. 10 to 10, to 10 to 10, to 10 to 10. To 10, to 10. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> well, that's it for now. Make sure you say thanks to the sun today just for being there and growing food for all the camels, cowboys, and koalas of the world. See you later, Koala Kids! Keep on shining! Koala Shine!